Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. And today I've got another uh, wonderful interview for you, which I'm very excited about. And we've been having such a great chat before we got on air. I had to make sh- I had to stop it and we had to stop ourselves chatting because we're having too much fun. So I think this is going to be a good one. I am talking to Elisa Justwine, also known as intuitive underscore you on Instagram, who is a medium over in the States. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. <laughs> Well, hello, all of my UK friends. How are you? <laughs> well, and I should say all over the world because people can listen to this podcast anywhere. So they can, they, and they do, <laughs> and they do. It's very exciting. So, Lisa, welcome. Tell us a bit about you and what you do. Um. Well, this is the interesting part about it. I am a psychic medium. Um. But way back when I started, you know, over thirty-two years ago. Um, I didn't feel the need to put a a title on it. I was actually very uncomfortable with it. To me, I was like, oh, I'm just talking to spirit. Can I just do that? <laughs> like that was like, why, why why do I have to put on what it is that I am? And um, each person listening 
sometimes we feel like we need a title of that. That's what this person does rather than just going off of the energy and the feel that you're getting from someone to know whether the right, they're the right psychic medium for you or the right spiritual worker or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, if we go back to little tiny Lisa at five years old, um, that is the first time that I heard a voice and there was a full blown, um, native American, um, shaman spiritual warrior standing at the foot of my bed and you would think a five-year-old would run out of the room screaming and I just was like hi <laughs> that's all that I go hi and he said told me that his name was arrow he said that was just the name I could remember and he showed me an arrow as well and so arrow has been my spirit guide since I was five years old and he was preparing me because I do believe we are sent helpers either right before during or after a major event in our life at, it could be several times in our life Mm -hmm. Um, but at age five, he showed up and at age seven, I started going to clinics and having blood drawn and I ended up, um, my, my kidneys failed. So, uh, I went on dialysis at 12, uh, had my first transplant at 16, had my second one at 25, had two hip replacements, had, you know, aneurysms and cancer and all this other stuff. So it was about knowing that I was gifted this beautiful spirit to help me through these things. Uh -huh. And through that, he also helped me to understand after my near death experience at 16, um, when I had five grand mal seizures, and I remember going to the light. So yes, yes, people, there is a light. <laughs> when, you know, when I went, there was, and I recall um, a feeling of moving towards this light and trying to look at my feet, but my feet weren't moving. I was moving. And all I knew was that I wanted to be in that light. There was nothing more beautiful or powerful than that light. And that's all I cared about. And at 16 years of age, when I should have wanted to live the rest of my life, all I wanted to be was dead, gone. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting to this portion where I pushed my face through what felt like something very ethereal or light, like grabbing towards wanting to be in the light. And I was held in place. And then I remember kind of trying to push. And I said, please, no more needles, no more pain. Please let me stay. Mm -hmm. And the voice came back very gently and said, no. Now in that no, I can't tell you if it was a male or female voice. All I know is it was a voice. Mm -hmm. And in that no was volumes and volumes of what I had yet to do. Yeah. So in just one word. And so then at that moment, there was a pushback and I was floating back and I just remember being devastated. And after I woke up, I remember thinking I'm different than I was when I left. And I always knew there was something off about me. Well, obviously there's a gigantic Native American standing in my room. Um, but when I came back, I was like, huh, someone turned up the volume in my head. What is this? okay, I'm not going to tell anybody because they put people in straight jackets and take you away for this kind of stuff, they right? Right here, you did. know. So you're like, huh. Now, beautifully enough, at the age of about eight or nine, I had an aunt and she knew I was different. So she started taking me to little groups. And all I remember was things smelled different in the room. It smelled like spices and, and things jingled and people were wearing stuff and it was colorful and there was so much love in the room. And I just remember thinking, what is this place? And it, was, it was a circle of people who were meeting and they handed me objects. 
when I was a little kid and they would ask me to read them psychometry, right? right? And so even at that young age, I didn't quite know what I was doing, but I just did it. And I just did it. It was fun and it was treated with love and respect. And, you know, that's the biggest thing for me and integrity. And then, um, you know, I was able at my late teens, early twenties to start studying this. What is it? What do we have? Like, it's a disease, right? Anna? you're like, Oh my God, I have it. What is it? so, So I just started going to classes and reading books and watching videos. And I mean, just really going to seminars and just sitting and listening and absorbing whatever I needed to. And then at the age of 20 or 21, it was about that. I was out at a, a video shoot because um, I was in radio and TV and all these other things. And it, we were in the green room, which is where you had you know, your lunch. And I sat at a table and this gentleman walked over and sat in front of me and I heard, tell him this is Brenda and that I'm fine. Tell him I say hi. And I'm like, I am not going to tell this complete stranger anything. And and she was insistent. And I thought to myself, I can't do this. I can't do this. And I picked my food up and I walked to another table. Yes, folks, you guessed it. That man picked up his food and walked over to my table and sat in front of me again. And she, I could hear her laughing. And she's like, you are going to talk to him. You are going to tell. And so I just very gently looked at him. And by the way, he was reading the Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. So oh. I figured he might be okay with it, but I yeah. wasn't sure. So I just looked up and I said, uh, Brenda says hi and that she's fine. And then I just went right back to eating. And he looked up and he says, what did you say? I said, nothing, nothing. I don't know what I'm doing. And I started to get up and he grabbed my hand and he says, yes, you do. That's my sister. She just passed away. What is she saying? And that was the first time I ever gave a message to anyone to a stranger, let's say, because I didn't even know back at eight years old that I was giving messages to people. I was just reading objects. Yeah. Um, But in playing, I was playing. So that was the first time when I realized that there was value to someone else for what I was giving. And it was from that point on, I started doing readings, but for years, so I didn't charge anybody. I was just like, this is what God wants me to do. It's part of the contract. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then my twin sister, because I have an identical twin sister, she, um, she said, she's very market savvy. She's fabulous. And she says, if you don't want to charge for your service, charge for your time. Yeah. And she said, because it's very important that you do. Yeah. And then that started the journey of me actually doing all of this um, in and around a bunch of other surgeries and issues and, and stuff like that, because that's life. We all, we all have major S-H-I-T that happens in our world. We got to figure it out, people. (laughs) The the beautiful thing is that spirit is right there to help us. It's everywhere. You don't have to have a major trauma to have spirit help you. No. Agreed. Right. Agreed. 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 So that's like a little bit of a nutshell of how I got started, girl. I have, I want all the questions that I had. (laughs) Right. Good grief. Okay. So go. let's go back to five years old, wake you up and seeing your spirit guide arrow just there and just saying, hi, I love that. I love that story. Um, and obviously arrow has guided you because you have been really through it, haven't you? And I know you're very positive. Um, and I know that that's 
you know, the, the energy that you bring, but you have really been through it uh, with health problems and everything like that. So that's incredible. So does Arrow work with you in your work now as well in your readings overseeing or? That's an excellent question. And yes, he does. I jokingly call him the bouncer of the table because I do table tipping. And so I always say Arrow just like checks everyone's ID when they come in, like in the spirit world, make sure they're cool. You know, everything's good. So he always stands right to um, my right side whenever I'm doing readings. And Arrow, from the time I was five, he gave me the feeling of my arms, my upper arms from my elbow to my shoulder, rolling back like a bird taking flight. So he always gave me like a rolling motion. Mm -hmm. And when you kind of know how your loved ones and your spirit guides let you know they're there, you can utilize them. And here's a quick example of that. After one of my surgeries, um, I woke up on a respirator and I was paralyzed. And I remember the nurse coming over and saying, please squeeze my hand. And I looked and I, I, I couldn't move, nothing moved. And I was petrified, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I immediately, arrow, arrow, let me know you're here in my head. I'm saying this. And I felt like a turning in my upper arms. And he said, I'm going to put you back to sleep now. And when you wake up, you'll be able to move. And I, I just instantly exhaled, went back under, came up again. And the nurse came over and told me to do it again. I just about broke her fingers. <laughs> I, I was like, I've got to gear up for this. And, and so in that moment, knowing what his symbolism was to me, what his sign was, I was able to relax. Now, keep in mind, all of this does not take the place of anybody's faith system. So to me, your faith system is your faith system. Agreed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not trying to change it or anything. It's like someone says, well, why do you have a, a, a statue of a Buddha in your room? And you said the Lord's prayer. Why? Because it makes me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. Makes exactly. me feel good. Exactly. Makes me feel calm. Right. <laughs> so um, to me, like someone might, well, why didn't she call on God? Because God was already there. I was just arrow. I needed arrow in that moment. And he was there. So yes, he helps me out with my readings, kind of kind of keeping everything in order when there's a lot of peeps that decide they're all going to show up for somebody. Mm-hmm. He, he helps me with that. Yeah, and I, I feel that that's kind of the purpose of spirit guides really is they make it accessible because if I know with me, I know this is very British, but if I was to get a, I wouldn't be messaging God. God's double busy. God's got stuff to do. But I feel like I can bug <laughs> my guides. Because that's their job. They signed up for it. That's so true. Yeah. He's got, some, like, got stuff going on. Yeah. And, you know, Arrow's let me know he was there since I was five. We're buds. We talk. We, you know, he's there when, yes, even little miss hashtag motivational medium gets down and is on her knees crying in this room. He's like, that's okay. I got you. We're good. Here we go. Because that's another thing that people, you know, sometimes don't understand about um, the whole idea of of spiritual work Mm -hmm. as a career is that we don't suddenly turn into these magical beings. We are very much human Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we have very human emotions, including doubt and fear and anger and frustration. And so having to learn how to do the work that we do while dealing with being in this human body um, is something that everybody does, no matter what your job is, you Ah. still have to. But sometimes when people come and see a psychic medium, they feel like you're this, you know, the all knowing Oz behind the curtain. And, (laughs) and it's, 
it's like, no, we're just human like you. And so we, we have to allow a little bit of that. Now, that being said, I 100%, this is what I say when people come to see me, my fondest wish is that you never need me again. Yeah. And here's why, because I want to make sure that I can give you a few little tricks or tips or tools or games or whatever, so that you can go off and play with spirit yourself. Absolutely. Do that because, you know, Hannah and I aren't magical as much as you may want us to be. We're we're not magical. We've just been working that muscle, that intuitive muscle a little bit longer than you have. That's it. Right, Hannah? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're not special. I mean, we are very special. We are. But, we believe that of ourselves. <laughs> but we are no no more special than you are, if you're listening. Absolutely, completely agree with that. And yeah. I agree, and I agree with the readings as well. And we all need readings and messages at a time to set us on our path. Um, one of the things with me, my grandfather coming through that set me on my journey, he came through the once. That was all that was needed. He didn't come through and come. And then I went to see mediums demonstrate. It always makes me laugh when people say to me, well, I've come to see you four times and I haven't had a message. I've sat (laughs) hundreds of demonstrations just for the love of the spirit world because he proved his existence to me once. I shouldn't need it again. He proved it in such a wonderful way. Then I knew that the spirit world were there and then it was up to me what I did with that information. Can I interject here? Because you made a very you made a very good point just now when you said someone's like four times I've come and he's never come through. Here's what you need to understand: people live by the golden rule. Treat spirit with the utmost respect and dignity. You always request, you never demand. Please and thank you. I did a workshop one time, and a woman's like, "Yeah, well, I asked my mom to come through several times, and she didn't do it to me, but she did it to my sister and did it." And I go, "Did you do it with that face and that voice? Because I wouldn't come to you either." And the whole room went silent. <laughs> it was like, because the point is made, you guys, we don't get nasty at spirit. It's the golden rule. Do unto others, right? As you'd be done unto you. So, so that's why, and, and it did stop her in her tracks, but it made a good point And she understood from that, right? Just, and, and there, there are always reasons. Spirit doesn't do things randomly. Exactly. Okay. And so if, mom comes through to one sister in a dream and she comes through to another sibling by way of you know birds and she comes through by another person by a warm feeling on the left side guess what they're all mom Mm -hmm. she's just doing it in a different way for each person right because spirit communicates to us sight smell taste touch sound that's how they get a hold of us people and different people at different times are open to different elements of that so Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I, oh my goodness. So I also, so let's talk about your near-death experience. Obviously you have this, this, dis- and I love the way you explain that because that is, and I'm sure you hear this from spirit all the time, but when I talk to spirit, this is what they show me. It's so funny. We have humans here on earth wondering if the people on the other side are okay. And they have gone home. They're in this wonderful space that they with ease and peace and love um so I love that you that you shared that and what was it like coming back to earth following that because I can understand wanting to to exit yeah there is the way I say it is there are no words in any language as far as I am concerned that can accurately describe the beauty the joy and the peace that I felt when I was 
halfway through to the other side and pushing with all my might to get all the way through. And the ride back was, and think of it this way, you know, everybody, when they show you an astronaut, you know how the arms are kind of floating, like weightlessness. That was me slowly weightlessness coming away from the light, but things were flying by either side of my head at a high rate of speed. And I remember trying to turn my head gently to see if I could see these things that were flying by me, but I couldn't. All I could see was the light getting farther and farther away from me and my hands floating in front of me. Wow. And when I woke up, I, um, my wrists and my ankles were tied to the gurney and I had, you know, tubes out of every orifice in my body. But I remember just being devastated mm-hmm. that I was back. And of course my family is elated. They're, you know, they're all around my bed. They're elated. I was devastated. And I remember I kept that to myself for about two days. And then I finally told my mom and dad and my sisters and everything. And luckily I come from a very loving, accepting family Mm -hmm. and nobody tried to say, ah, well, a few people did. Oh, it's the anesthesia. Oh, it's this. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. I know where I was and I know who I was in front of. So I'm cool. You don't have to believe it. And they very much were supportive of my story. And it's still, there are times when I get up and I'm doing workshops or speaking and I'll tell the story and it's still emotional to me. You probably couldn't tell, but I caught myself. I was almost there, girl. I had stopped because I was ready. The tears were like hanging, ready to go because it is such a beautiful memory for me and a very intense one. And so when someone asked about what their loved ones feel on the other side, I can, I can accurately explain what that feels like. And, um, you know, that, that brings us to what if somebody wasn't good in this lifetime? And so here's an example. I had a client, she had a very tumultuous relationship with her father. He was not very good to her. The first time she came to see me, the father, like kind of pushed, I could feel him push. Like he wanted to talk. And I was like, hold up. Hold up, because my number one. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Concern is my client. Yeah. And if my client says, I don't want to talk to my father, then we don't talk to the father. Absolutely. Okay. Because the client is the number one. And so that first time it was very aggressive on his side, not angry, but aggressive, like wanting to speak to her. Then the second time she came, which was about six months later, I could feel him again, but it wasn't as aggressive. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I guess I'll let him say hi. And so he said hi, but he tried to get more in. And I was like, no, 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 no. 
third time she came, she was more open. It was about a year later. Mm-hmm. Father came through and his first words were, I'm sorry. Yeah. And that's what she, that I need, we needed to wait until dad's energy got to that point and her energy got to where she could receive that. Yeah. So did he do some not so nice things when he was here on this earth? Yes. But crossing over, I believe we're given the opportunity to look at that life and decide if we're going to make it better. Decide almost, almost like, Hey, can I help out people? I might've hurt like a little bit of a review. I completely agree with that. And it will be part of his healing process to have been able to come through you and say sorry to her. So that's a wonderful gift. You gave spirit as well as your client. So that's, that's just incredible. So talk to me about your readings now. So is it all spirit communication? Do you, um, and is it um, loved one spirit communication? Do you work with guides? What kind of readings do you offer? Do you do? Oh, I do it all. Because remember, when I first started doing readings, I didn't just differentiate between psychic and medium. Yeah. I just did the reading. Yeah. And so my readings consist of about an hour. We do um, some tarot work, right? Yeah. We, do a little, we do a little bit of tarot. Um, and we do what's called table tipping. Uh, which in case anyone knows, to me, this is just like another form of divination. It's a way for spirit to enter into an object, make it move. Yes is a certain way, no is a certain way, but because I'm clairaudient, I'll tell you everything else that's being said. Now it's not, you know, who, yay, look at tables are moving. It's, it's just like a telephone. It's another way for them to say hello to us. Now, I love it when people can sit with me because they can actually feel the energy um, because we, we put our fingertips on the table. Um, but yes, it does work. Even if I'm doing a Zoom call or a FaceTime call, the table will still rock with just yeah. like my finger on it. You know, that that it's just another form of energy. Plus it helps me to feel them more because they'll rock it fast for excitement or they'll do circles for something. Or sometimes there's a maybe, like it'll tip one way, like, hmm, I don't know. So that's all part of the experience. And then I sometimes use rune stones or Oracle decks or whatever. Now, I could do all of this reading without all these things. So why do I use all these things, right? Because it engages the client. When the client has something to touch or see or feel or experience, they are more likely to um, digest the information that's coming to them. So that's why I sort of call my readings a a unique spirit-filled interactive experience because that's what it is <laughs> yeah I love it and that's so funny that you say that about table tipping because as I was saying to you before we went live um spirit board I'm, I love a spirit board and the funny thing with a spirit board is it technically it's a text message isn't it very very short very you know they're, they're saying something it costs them a lot in energy they do the best that they can but even on that you can feel personalities you can feel who from the way they move it you can get a sense of who they are and, and, and hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. And I had to put a little boundary on it, like a couple of years back, because one of the spirits thought it would be hilarious to do some levitation and, and then they knock something over and it broke. So I realized that. I, so the rule is one leg has to be on the ground at all times. That's <laughs> my rule. And, and arrow helps enforce uh, the rules. So um, he makes sure that the spirits don't, yeah, there's no levitation. Oh, hilarious. I, I don't I'd allow that. I'd love to see you on a Zoom <laughs> just with the table floating in front of you, though. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> and then it broke something. And then I was like, oh, I have to put boundaries yeah, on that. I can't do this. Which is, 
which is a lesson, you know, it's a lesson for everybody. You got to put boundaries whenever you're dealing with spirit, right? There's, you know, we know that there's no time in their world, but you can kindly ask them not to wake you up at three o'clock every morning if you don't want to. Agreed. <laughs> I, I lo- that's so funny you say that's exactly me. I have a very firm boundary on that. Unless it's an emergency situation, I expect my sleep to not be disturbed. Thank you very much. And it Thank never, you. never <laughs> is because they know, they know. Oh, so amazing. Now, one of the things I want to talk to you about, which is just completely off topic, but you emailed it to me, so it's your own fault, is you performed as a clown. Tell me about performing as a clown. Well, this comes from, you know, coming out of college where I studied uh, communications and psychology and theater and not wanting to have like a real job. So (laughs) I became part of this troupe called Extraordinary Students of America. And we traveled across the pond and we came and we went to, um, you know, Paris and Belgium and Germany and, you know, all these places. And we performed and I was actually a clown and we had to create a whole persona. And I was what's called an Auguste clown. And her name was Gladys. And I had a whole backstory for her. And we had to do, um, it wasn't like, here's a balloon animal. We literally would do skits and there would be music playing. And then sometimes it was quite serious. I remember I had to cry on, on cue this on stage. And one of the most beautiful things about that was on my 23rd birthday, we were in Brussels and um, there was a woman out in the audience and it was during the scene where I had to cry and she walked up and she gave me a flower and she gave me a kiss on the cheek and she says, a gift to you from Belgium. And it was my 23rd birthday on that day. So I thought it was so sweet that it happened. And you know, I learned a lot through that process of, of creating the character. Cause I've always done theater. I've always loved that, but literally knowing that clowns have like these backgrounds and you become very, so that was me just escaping from life. I love it. <laughs> but it's interesting because I have a theory that um, for a lot of mediums, the drama element, because I was a drama student, it helps because you learn to take on the personality of the spirit you're working with, which means you can project it better. Do you know what I'm, does that make sense? hundred percent. It doesn't mean that we're better at acting when we're giving no, you a reading. No. Okay. No, Absolutely it not. means that we can, we can sense that we can feel that and we can portray that. Now arrow as my guide here, when I do readings, there will be times when he allows the emotion in the face of the spirit to, to waft over mine. And I'm suddenly it's them looking out through my eyes. Okay. I don't consider that a possession. I consider that a rental. So they're just literally renting my face for a hot minute so that they can. And I've had clients tell me, I saw them. I saw them. And I, and I said, well, it's because arrow said it was okay. If he doesn't say it's okay, it doesn't happen. Like he's like, yeah. And this is because this is an audio recording. So sorry to everyone listening on the podcast, but I can tell you that while Lisa's been talking, there's been a few bits over your face while you've been talking on this interview. Uh, I keep keep (laughs) pixelating just on your face, not anywhere else. I love (laughs) So what advice would you give somebody who's just starting their journey with spirit? Who's just opening up? What do they need to know? Number one, you do not need to go through a major, crazy, dramatic experience in order to have a deep connection with spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is not some contest about who's had the most horrible life. Okay. And now you're the most spiritual person because you have. All right. So (laughs) if you even decide, you know, if you just decide today, I would really like to know my spirit guides, or I would like to do this. You are going to use all your little spidey senses 
Okay, sight, smell, taste, touch, sound. And you are gonna decide what is the first thing I'm gonna do? Well, I'd like to go to the, to the library, or the bookstore and find a book on this. Fantastic, go there, stand in front of the books. Where are you energetically drawn? Or you know what, I'd like to go on YouTube and see if there are any tutorials on um, you know, spirit communication. The biggest thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to really meld with the person or vibe with the person that you're getting this information from. Because if there's even something that you are not liking about the instructor, you're not going to absorb the information. Absolutely. It doesn't mean they're a bad instructor. It just means they might not be the instructor for you. Absolutely. Okay. So it's okay to be picky. It's like a smorgasbord. Go in there and watch videos and go see, go see Hannah, you know, do her thing in person. You can always gather information from that. Even if she doesn't pull someone from spirit for you, you can still do that. Read books, watch videos, go to seminars. It is your job to taste everything that's there in front of you, because I'm telling you, you will figure out what your way is. Mm -hmm. My way is this table. Okay. I've always used it. My grandma loves it. I use it. It's hers, you know, but yet I'm, I expanded out to use other things and I have shifted and changed and evolved mm -hmm. as my readings have, I haven't stayed the same. And so just know you may start out by being really cool. Like I love holding an amethyst when I do my readings. And then you may give that up and say, I love listening to, um, singing bowls or toning bowls before I do my reading everybody's got their own way. So don't think just because it's someone's way, it's your way. This has to be done with integrity and respect and individuality. Mm -hmm. And you can do this. That is my number one thing. You can do this in whatever way you see fit to get there. Just don't give up because boy, oh boy, ego self is going to start yapping in your ear and going, you're full of crap. You don't know what you're doing. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So yeah, ego self is strong. And you're, you, you got to kind of just say, look, I wasn't talking to you. Sit down over there and be quiet. I'm having fun with my spirit guide arrow. You know, you, you do, you really have to address it in that manner where you're like, I'm not listening for you to you right now. Yeah. Did that answer your question? I know I kind of get all off. Oh no, I loved it. It was making me laugh because we were obviously talking about RuPaul's Drag Race uh, before. Ah! And I was like, it's your inner saboteur. Woohoo. Yes. <laughs> Yes, no, it's so it Hannah and I have this in common because we love RuPaul's drag race, but for me, it's about anything with transformation. I can watch a baking competition, a, a clothing competition, a you know, rehab of homes. For me, it's all about watching somebody or something go through a transformation in their life and come out better on the other side. Love it. Love That's it. What it's about. <laughs> and as I said to you, for me. It's about the makeup and the dresses, but it's also about watching them overcome their fear, watching them ride through the doubt. And sometimes Amen. they can and sometimes they can't. And you always look forward to them coming back on All Stars so you can see. <laughs> you know, I know. <laughs> Are you watching the current season? I don't think we've got it yet. You don't? Okay. Well, I'm not going to give you any spoilers. It's not. Yeah, perfect. although. Don't I'm tell not me. going anything. to. But my own here, because I'm in Michigan, and so there, there was a place where they do drag queen bingo, and I saw one of the contestants was going to be a drag queen bingo that's on RuPaul's right now, and oh. I'm mad because now I know she doesn't win because they wouldn't do that if that was the winner. Absolutely. So I'm like, oh. 
that is frustrating so it's better being over here where we don't get anything we don't know anything okay so what if, what about for somebody who would like to book a reading with you what advice would you give them if they're interested but they're a little bit worried about it they get to know me um you you are my number one priority when you book a reading with me so your your comfort and ability to be okay for the reading is going to be number one mm-hmm. and and if i can sense that you're on the edge i'm just i'm going to ask you are you okay with this why don't we just give it a try and let's do this together okay mm-hmm. um a long time ago when i did meet arrow at five and then i remember as a little kid saying i don't want to do death and i don't want to do bad news like for that was that was my thing that was like what i said to spirit to god to arrow i was just like about doing this stuff or hearing you but i don't want to hear about death and i don't want to hear about bad news mm-hmm. and it's been that way ever since so now seeing someone's problems in their marriage someone might say that's bad news and it's like yep they already know about it of course this isn't yes. they they are they already know so the, everything is done in a way to help guide you make you feel better make you laugh make you inspired that's what a reading should feel like you should never walk away from a reading feeling like your world is ending. Absolutely. Okay. It always should be uplifting. Maybe that's my old Girl Scout training, right? Leave something better than you found it. (laughs) I'm a girl guide. So that might well be, but I also think it is, it is the spirit world don't want to come in to point out everything that went wrong. They want to open you up to your potential. So for me, if you're connecting to spirit, there will be yeah, they might have to address things in your life that aren't in alignment with you, but there's no way they're going to just come in and go, this has gone wrong. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that'd be a, that would be a terrible reading. That would be awful. But you can always, I have my Instagram account, which is intuitive underscore the letter U, mm-hmm. my Facebook page, which is intuitiveu.net. You can always book your readings through intuitiveu.net. And we'll have that link up there and everything. You pick a date and time that's right for you. Please remember this is Eastern Standard Time um, here where I am in, uh, in Michigan, the United States. So that's always a big one that happens every once in a while where someone forgets and, yeah. and just making sure you know that. And the answer is yes. The table again will work. Even if you are not sitting right across from me, you will get the benefit of what you need in a quick moment. Do we have time for one more quick story? Of course. would love one. Okay. So this is an example of how I'm, um, you know, readings through zoom um, can really work. So I have a chair that sits across from me over here as if I'm saying my client or whatever's sitting over there, but I look right into the camera. And as I was staring at this chair, I suddenly saw the face of Van Gogh. And I'm thinking to myself, Vincent Van Gogh is here. <laughs> like, I, You know, even me who believes everything, I was like, really? <laughs> and and the, the face just kept going in and out, in and out and becoming clear. So I know better than to dismiss spirit when they do something that is that like obvious and unique. So I'm talking to my client and I hear Van Gogh say, you're not going to go the way of Van Gogh. Tell her that, tell her that. And I was like, what? So I talked to the client and I says, okay, I need to tell you Vincent Van Gogh is here. And I know that's very strange. And she goes, not at all. He's my favorite artist. I love him. And I said, okay. Um, She goes, I find that quite unique. And I said, well, he's here. And he said the words, you're not going to go the way of Van Gogh. So stop. And she had recently thought about um, committing suicide and Van Gogh committed suicide. So 
Um, it was a very timely, wonderful message coming from one of her inspirations, what? Van Gogh himself, <laughs> who, said, who said, you're not going to go the way of Van Gogh, so knock it off, basically. So, <laughs> wow. so she, she just you know, and she started crying and everything. And I, and I said, it's not for me to delve into your personal life, but understand that you were very loved and supported even by one of your idols, you know, uh, your inspirations, uh, Mr. Van Gogh. And, and she just, that just lit her up. That made her feel so much better. So even, and that was done through zoom. Mm -hmm. So if you learn how to accept how spirit is showing themselves, I didn't think I'd see the face of Van Gogh in a chair. Okay. No. So who would have thought that? Um, but we have to stay open to all those little signs and signals that spirit gives us um, throughout our day. And, you know, it's not always something crazy. Sometimes it's just a hello, right? You see that bird or you see a coin or there's a feather or there's the triple fours or whatever it is. Sometimes it's just a sweet hello. Just treat it that way. And my aunt who got me started in all of this, she always shows me triple fours. Now, here's the good news, everybody. I don't own that symbol. Neither does my aunt. Everybody can see the, the same ones. It just, it's the person. And last night, or there it was last night, it was a couple nights ago. And I just, in my head, I was feeling a little down and thinking, is this all there is or whatever? And I was driving. And of course, here comes a car right in front of me and right there, 444, right on the license plate. And I just laughed and I was like, oh, Aunt Ginny, thank you so much. I, I know, I know, I'm fine. And she just is tickled pink that I'm doing this work because she kind of saw it in me when I was about eight years old. So um, just know that you will be well taken care of if you decide to have a reading with me. If you want to look through some of my testimonials or my Instagram page or whatever, do that, do that. And, and then know that it, I will be present for you for that hour. It's going to be you and I in the spirit world. And we're going to, we're going to have fun just like this interview. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I mean, I didn't even get through half my questions, but I have loved talking to you. Uh, thank you so much for bringing your beautiful energy and your great stories and your, and your knowledge for everybody, because there's a lot of mediums out there that like to complicate it and like to keep it keep it to themselves and say that they are special and then there's people like you and me <laughs> yep. anyone can do it come on let's party so, yes the more the merrier they want to connect with spirit yay <laughs> absolutely uh, so thank you so much and as lisa said check her out on facebook and instagram it's intuitive underscore you but the link will obviously be in the podcast blurb Thank you very much, Lisa. It's been a blast. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash press on and use code press on 25 at checkout for 25% off impress manicure and press on falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.